Welcome, welcome to the Victorious Life TV. And I think it's just about eight o'clock here. So I wanted to go ahead and get started. First of all, thank you so much for joining me tonight. You know, taking time on a Thursday night to just be here with me for several minutes and to get the Word of God. I believe that this is going to be uh, just an extreme blessing for you tonight. So welcome, welcome. Welcome, Taka. Just want to take a minute and just say hello to some people. Anne-Marie, welcome. It's so good to see you here. And you know what? I think it is 8 o'clock, though, so we're just going to go ahead, and I'm going to go ahead and get started. Welcome. Great to see you, Vicki. Yay. So, okay. Well, again, Anita, welcome. I just want to say thank you all for being, with here, uh, being here with me tonight. And I would love to just say hello to everybody, but I know people are jumping on now, and I want to be respectful of everyone's time. If you want to say where you're tuning in from, that'll be great. I love to go back later and read your comments. So I'm super, super excited. This is something that the Lord has put on my heart, you know, to do, and um, um, I'm going to try to keep it to just about 30 minutes, but tonight's topic is about obliterating strongholds in your life okay what is a stronghold to begin with a stronghold it's a thought it's a wrong belief that's really in a nutshell what it is it's a wrong belief that has such a stronghold in your life so for example and I'm not picking on smokers I'm just saying people who smoke and who have an addiction to that right it's that stems from, you know, the root of that is really um, rebellion, if you will, because, you know, I was, I had a, um, a conversation with someone last week, a breakthrough session, and the woman was vaping, and she's like, oh, is this wrong, you know, and, and this and that, and I said, you know, it's just that anything that has control over you, and you don't have control over it, it's a stronghold. So we're going to talk about how to break that tonight. So now you know what a stronghold is, right? It's a wrong belief that causes you to be stuck. It causes you to be in bondage. It could be um, an addiction, a bad habit. You know, um, it's a way of thinking that opposes God's word. That's a stronghold. Okay, it can result in thoughts that cause anger, anxiety, fear, depression, all the things that are opposite of what Jesus paid the price for you to have, right? So we want to obliterate strongholds in your life. Now tonight, I'm going to focus on three ways to do that. Okay, the word of God is full of, you know, his word and, and you declare his word and, you know, stuff breaks. So but I want to give you three ways tonight, and then you're going to see that it's really wrapped up in one real way, okay? But the first thing is, you got to know who you are. You know, we hear a lot these days about identity, right? Your identity in Christ. I'm telling you, this is step number one, because if you don't know who you are, who lives in you, who you belong to, right? I'm not talking about your earthly parents. I'm talking about if you are born again, you've asked Jesus to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior. You believe in him. You trust him. You believe that God raised him again on the third day. Okay? The Holy Spirit has now come into your life, you know, have come into you rather, and now you can let him live through you. 
How's that going to happen though? A lot of people get saved or born again, right? And I did a video on this uh, about two weeks ago. You can look under the videos. It was about a 10 to 12 minute video, very powerful, easily explaining, you know, how being born again, what it means, how it works and why it's so it's everything, you know, why, why you need to, to, to do that. So, but I'm talking here about those of you, you know, you're already born again and maybe you're still struggling with so many things in your life and you're like, you know, I'm born again, I'm a child of God, but why am I still struggling? Okay. So again, you've got to know who you are. And I want to give you a scripture here. Romans eight seventeen says the spirit himself testifies, meaning the Holy Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. I love that, right? That's actually verse 16, Romans um, 8, 16. And then verse 17 says, and if we are children, if indeed we suffer with him, I'm sorry, it says, so that we may also be glorified with him. But here's the deal. We are joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. We are joint heirs with him, right? Okay. It says, and if we are children, then we are heirs. I'm sorry. I've somehow spaced over this. Um, Romans eight seventeen, and if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Oh my gosh. If we, so Jesus is our big brother in essence. And if we are God's child, you are God's child. Oh my gosh. You've got to know what Jesus paid the price for you to have, right? This is so good. And so to know who you are, to know that you belong to God the Father, He is your daddy. He's your big daddy, right? And Jesus Christ is your big brother. And Jesus, Jesus paid the price for you to walk in victory. Jesus paid the price for you to have life and life more abundantly, right? The, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came so that you would have life. But how do you do that, right? How did Jesus defeat the enemy? It is written. It is written. He knew the word of God. He spoke the word of God. He was the word of God. But I'm saying he was fully God and fully man. He didn't walk into his deity, if you will. His, his, um, he, didn't, uh, he didn't operate in his ministry. He didn't even start his ministry till he was 30 years old. Okay? I mean, his father Joseph passed away, right? Jesus didn't. Um, and his mother Mary didn't say raise him from the dead. Jesus only did what God told him to do when it was time. And so, okay, I want to stick stick on point here. But to know who you are means to know your authority. It means to know the authority that that Jesus has given you, right? So Luke ten nineteen, one of my favorite verses in the whole entire Bible. Listen. When you feel weak or you feel like the devil is stomping on you and you just don't know what to do, you need to come back to Luke 10, 19 and remember this. Remember this all the days of your life. Remember this. Luke 10, 19. Jesus said, look. I love that. Look. Look. Like, pay attention. Listen up. Look, he said, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. He didn't say, I'm going to give you authority. He said, I have given you authority, right? Over all the power of the enemy, all the power of the enemy. He said, you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them and nothing will injure you. Go to the Amplified Bible or Google it in the Amplified, Luke 10, 19. 
I love it. It's a little more explicit um, than what I just said here, but you can crush the enemy. Jesus gave you that authority. Okay, so that's the first way. You've got to know who you are, whose you are. You are a child of the Most High God. You have royalty flowing through your veins. If Jesus is your Lord and then Christ in you. Oh my gosh, I love it. Galatians, I think it's Galatians. I want to say, let me see, I wrote it down here somewhere. This is one I always want to, I want to memorize this one too forever. Galatians, I, I think it's at the end of my notes here. Oh my goodness. Um, Galatians, I think it's 4-3. You know what, I don't have it written down. But it says that God sent the very spirit of his son to live in you and me. God sent the very spirit of his son to live in you and me. Oh, I love that. And then John 14, 20, okay? Kind of skipping, but this is appropriate right here. Because Jesus said, as soon, he said, when I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my father and you, wait a minute, and you are in me and I am in you. Gosh, that's John 14, 20. Read it. It is so good. So again, Jesus, he's saying himself that as soon as he's raised from the dead, he's going to be in us. How? Because the Holy Spirit. Okay, so that's the first way. Identity, you've got to know who you are in Christ. You've got to know that you're a child of God. I'm saying it. I know I'm repeating myself, but you know what? Repetition is the mother of all success. How many times does God repeat in the Bible over and over and over and over? How does faith come? It comes by hearing and hearing and hearing, right? And it's good for you to speak. When you're reading the word, speak it out loud because you'll internalize it better, okay? The second way is praise. Praise, 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 praise to God. Giving thanks to the Lord in every situation is the will of God for those who belong to Jesus Christ. Wow, that second, th I'm sorry, 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, right? Why does God want us to give thanks and praise him, right, in every situation? Giving thanks to him because it shows trust. It shows that you trust the Lord. You know, sometimes it's a sacrifice really to do it when you're in pain or you're, you know, your emotions, you're struggling about something. Remember Luke 10, 19, Jesus gave you all authority to crush the enemy. You gotta speak that word. You gotta speak the word and you'll know that it's in motion and it will accomplish what it was set out to do. Uh, okay, so, you know, the Bible says Jesus, well, Jesus gave us a gift. He gave us his peace. I love this. This is what he said. In John 14, 27, Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. Whoa, I love that. He said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Again, that's John 14, 27, because I know some of you will be saying, what's the scripture, what's the scripture? It's so good to have the word of God, you know, because you could be going through something, all of a sudden you open the word, you start reading and you read where Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift, right? Peace of mind and heart when your mind is in turmoil and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm serious. You know, this is why the word of God is so important and talk about praise. Remember the story of Joshua 
and the city of Jericho, right? What did God tell Joshua to do? He told Joshua, you and your men march around the city once for six days. The seventh day, march around the city seven times. And then when you hear the trumpet blow, you shout, shout. Jesus, or the, the Lord said, because I have given you the city. So the whole point is praise that shouting, thanking the Lord that God gave them the city. That made the wall come down. Think about it. Praise is a weapon of warfare. And I always say this because the enemy, the devil, he is not going to stick around wherever you're saying, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. He's not going to stick around when you're saying, Lord, I trust you. I praise you. I praise you. You could be hurting, crying, bleeding in your emotions. And you say, Lord, Lord, I trust you. I praise you. I praise you. I'm telling you. Satan will be like out of there. He will hightail it out of there so quick because it's like you're hitting him with a baseball bat. He can't stand praise to Jesus. Think about this. When the Holy Spirit took, right, took Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted for 40 days, 40 nights, right? And then Jesus came out in power, right? And authority over the enemy. But when the Holy Spirit took Jesus, and the Holy Spirit's the one that led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. He had to do it because Jesus had to overcome the devil, and then he would have authority to give us that authority. It's just so good. But in any event, when the Holy Spirit led him out there, what is the number one thing that the enemy wanted from Jesus? He wanted praise, right? He said, just bow down and worship me. Right? But the Lord knew who he was. And what did the devil say to him? If you're the son of God. If you're the son of God. Always trying to put that doubt. Throwing darts at Jesus. Trying, 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 trying. But Jesus knew that he was the son of his father. You need to know that you are the son. You are the daughter of your father. Oh my gosh. And a co-heir. Joint heir with Jesus Christ. Everything that he has is yours. Everything. Everything. As a matter of fact, you know, this is so wonderful. Talk about healing, right? Walking in the gifts of healing and, you know, and, and a gift because Jesus gave us that authority. When, I love this, when Jesus was raised from the dead, he never healed one more person. He empowered you and me. He empowered the disciples and in turn you and me after that. He never did another miracle. He said, I will be in you confirming miracles, signs and wonders. I will be working in you and through you and with you, but it's you. It's you and me. We're the ones that have to do this now. We, you know, are the ones that are representing Jesus here on the earth. Jesus represented his father but now we represent Jesus. You represent Jesus on the earth. So you got to know what God's word says. You got to know what your authority is, right? You got to know how to enforce spiritual laws. Well, what is spiritual law? The whole word of God is spiritual laws, right? Whatever the Lord said that we can do, that's what we need to do. So, okay. So praise. And Joshua didn't even have the Holy Spirit living in him. Oh my gosh, you and I have the Holy Spirit living in us. We've got, you know, we've got the word and then we've got, you know, <coughs> the Holy Spirit, excuse me, to give us the rhema word. We have everything, everything, everything 
we need to be empowered to live this life of victory. You have it all. So, and the third thing is, so number one, right? Number one, we talked about know who you are. You've got to know who you are. Number two, use praise as that weapon of warfare. Even when your emotions are, like I said, when you're just, you feel like you're bleeding in your emotions, praise to Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I mean, if you're not born again, and if you are, and you're still feeling stuck, you just say, Lord, I ask you for wisdom, right? The Lord said in James 1 and 5, ask for wisdom. Those of you who need wisdom, you need a light. You need to know what to do. Wisdom is to know what to do when you don't, nor in the natural, know what to do, right? God will give you wisdom. Ask for wisdom. Okay. And the third thing is, you got to get rid of every thought that opposes God's word, right? Casting down every thought, every imagination, everything that you imagine, right? That's not that doesn't line up with the word. Do you see why it's so important that we have to know the word of God? Because if we don't, how are you going to know how to fight, right? We won't know how to fight the enemy if we don't know the word of God. We'll just be tossed around, you know, with our five senses and blaming the world and blaming God because we don't know any better, because we don't know that there's a real adversary out there. His name is Satan, and he wants to destroy you and your family and everything that concerns you because if he takes you out, that's one less person that can tell people the good news and get people saved and bring them into the kingdom of light, bring them out of the kingdom of darkness. That's what we're called to do. Ah, okay. So getting rid of every thought that comes to you that isn't in agreement with God's word. You know, I talk about agreement all the time. You know, I'm not yelling at you. I love you and I'm passionate. I'm just, I'm so passionate about, mm, you know, our authority and, and living victoriously and not being sick and not being stuck and not being stranded. Ugh. So again, you want to cast down every thought, every thought that opposes the word of God, who by the way is Jesus Christ, right? John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus came in the flesh for you and me. Jesus, the word, right? And then in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, you probably know this, right? It says right here, casting down imaginations and every high thing, every high thing. So every thing that tries to exalt itself, everything that tries to be higher in your mind than God's word, you got to cast that down. You got to cast it down. You got to let God's word be number one. You got to let it Mm. So, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, right? And you got to bring those thoughts, catch them, and say, nope, we're going we're gonna to do what God says. That's what it means, you know, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Meaning, you take every thought captive, right? So, just simply said, listen, the enemy darts. I always darts. He's throwing darts at your mind all day long. It's like, you know, I shouldn't say all day long. Sometimes he'll wait for a more opportune time. You know, he'll let you have your joy for a little bit. You might be having a, just a great day and he's like, mm, I'll get them later, right? And then when you're unaware or you're just not thinking about it, boom, a dart. And you're like discouraged and you're frustrated and you're, you know, even mad at somebody. And 
right? All of a sudden God's word goes out the window. We really have to train ourselves, right? To become ambassadors of Christ, living that steady life in the spirit, right? Letting the spirit live through you. You know, if you think about if Jesus Christ was standing right in front of you, right? When you get born again, just think of yourself stepping right into him. And now the Holy Spirit comes in and you can let the Holy Spirit live through you. How awesome is that? And that's the truth. That's how it is. And knowing that once you become born again, you're a new creation. Please go back and watch that video. It's only 10 to 12 minutes on being born again. You have no past. You know, the devil, all he wants to do is torment you with your past, your past, but you, you were this and you were that. And you have no more past. You have no more past when you're born again. There is no guilt. There is no more guilt and condemnation to those who are in Christ. When you're born again, you stepped into Christ. There is no more guilt. There is no more condemnation. The devil is a liar. So he wants to just tell you who you, who you are. No, that's not even your real identity. You're a child of the Most High God. He's a liar. <clears throat> okay. So, I, you know, again, I always talk about agreement. And in everything you do, in everything you do, you're in either in agreement with God or you're in agreement with the enemy. Think about that. Think about that. And think about the different areas of your life where you may be struggling. Think about your health. A lot of times we know what we should be doing, but we just don't do it. Why? Because the enemy's throwing darts going, eh, it'll be all right. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Eh, it won't hurt you. Well, you know, you know, you've heard, maybe you've heard, you know, where they talk about if you have, if you're making a recipe, you know, of cookies or let's say brownies, but you put a little bit of dog dew in there, is that going to ruin the whole thing? Yeah, absolutely. Just saying, right? So the enemy lies to you all the time. Oh, you can get away with this. You can get away with that. Meanwhile, inside, you're saying, you're, you're in, in your inner being, you know, down in here, you're saying, ah, you know, I really shouldn't. Ah, you know, I, I just, ah, I probably really shouldn't. Listen, that's where the Holy Spirit is trying to show you. Pay attention to the I shoulds and the I shouldn'ts, so, so, so important, you know, as you're learning the word of God, okay? And then let's think about marriage for a second or relationships. It could even be, you know, relationship with a coworker, right? Relationships in general. Are you honoring and valuing every relationship in your life, right? Even if someone is not honorable toward you, you could still be honorable toward them and treat them kindly. Doesn't mean you gotta hang out with them. No. And if someone hurts you over and over and over, definitely don't hang out with them. But you could say hello and be on your way. You know, but what I'm saying is you, to the best of your ability, strive to live in peace with everyone. If you have somebody that is contentious, which means argumentative, you know, in your life, then, and you know, a lot of us, we know people like that. You can minimize your time with them. If it's a family member, again, you be the light. You, and, and listen, if you're going to uh, speak about the word of God, I always say this, never argue with anyone. Pull out the scripture and say, you know, you know what? You could love them. You could love on them without even 
mentioning, you know, God or Jesus, just be nice, right? Happy, joyful. Because a lot of times people who are miserable, they're like, why are you so happy? That's a door. That's a door for you to say, oh man, I used to be miserable. And then I found, you know, the one who rescued me from all of that. Yeah, his name is Jesus. And it might sound far off to you, but, you know, someday, if you ever want to talk about it, I'll leave the light on for you. Like, seriously, that's all? Because they might be like, oh, you, rah, rah, rah. you know what? It's okay. They don't understand, right? Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They don't understand. Okay. So, again, I was talking about marriage, relationships, honor, value the people that you do life with, right? Honor them. Always be kind to them. People re will remember, not even necessarily, you know, what you said, but how you made them feel. People will always remember how you made them feel. So you want to honor and value everyone in your life. Okay. Finances. Are you being a good steward with whatever God's placed in your hands? You know, God's had to teach me quite a few lessons about that myself. And, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, for years, like, I really wouldn't buy myself like clothes and things like that. And I'd wear the same clothes, the same shoes. I just have never been someone that's into like designer, you know, bags and shoes and jewelry and all this stuff. You know, my sister, my mom, they love jewelry. Eh, you know, now I like wear a necklace, but usually it would just be my rings. But then, you know, I would, if my husband would say to me like, why don't you go shopping? And then I would kind of get in that mindset and then I would get like a bunch of stuff. And then I'm like, it's just stuff, right? We need to be good stewards of what God of what God put in our hands. And even if you don't have, you know, say money to give, could could you give some time to someone? It's whatever the Holy Spirit wants you to do, whatever He wants you to do, right? That's what we need to do. But we do want to be good stewards. Um, Andrew Womack, he's a great teacher of truth and one of my absolute favorites and um, he's been talking about financial stewardship very good Jesse Duplantis is another one right great to learn from so just a few you know plugs there really good stuff um, words what are you saying we're talking about obliterating strongholds what are the words that are coming out of your mouth right because we know that life and death it's in the power of your words. And I'm telling you, when you get a hold of this and you get a hold of your mouth and understand that the words you speak carry authority, right? What you agree with, it's going to come to pass. You've got to watch your words and use them wisely because Jesus gave you his authority. Oh, okay. So, and then your thoughts. The battle is there, right? The battle it's in your thought life. Again, you know, the enemy, all he does is throw darts, right? He'll throw darts when you're tired, when you're weary, when you're, you know, but that's why, remember I said I'm going to give you three, three ways, three keys, but then we're going to sum it up with one because this is the real deal. If you want to obliterate strongholds in your, in, in your life, because you got to obliterate the strongholds in your mind, right? You have to. What's a stronghold again? It is a thought that's got a strong hold on you that you can't seem to break, right? And anything that you don't have control over, that's not good. That's an, that's like an addiction. That's 
Listen, you have authority over the enemy and anything that you are not exercising your authority over, it's controlling you. And so the enemy is actually using your power against you to deceive you and to keep you thinking, I don't have any power. I'm weak. I can't. I can't overcome this. I just, it, you know, listen, you have authority. <laughs> Go back to the word. So it, it's all wrapped up in Romans 12 2. Don't conform to the world's way of thinking, right? You got to renew your mind. And what does the word renew means? It means to start again, to pick up again. And, the, and, and God's word says daily. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. But you could have faith in something that's no good by hearing and hearing and hearing the junk of the world. So it's, what are you going to agree with? What are you going to, you need to guard your ears, your eyes, and your mouth, your words. I'm telling you, this is so key to living that victorious life that you want and you can. <clears throat> I'm here to empower you to do that. I mean, this is my assignment on the earth is to spread the good news, be a light in the dark places and help the multitudes to live in victory. That is the assignment that God gave me. That is why I'm here tonight. So I hope that this is really blessing you. We're almost done. But again, you want to renew. I see hearts. Thank you. I love you guys. But the reason that you've got to renew your mind daily is because, and listen, Sunday is great. If you go to a church or you belong to a church, you hear a great message, but that's really like a meal, right? We eat three physical meals a day, right? Or two or whatever you eat. And a lot of times more than that, snacks in between. Okay. But if you just are feeding yourself one meal spiritually a week, you're going to be weak spiritually. You're not going to know how to fight the enemy, right? You could be saved. You could be born again, having all this authority, all this power, and you don't know what to do with it. And let me tell you something. The devil knows who belongs to God. The devil knows that you're a child of the Most High God. Why? Because he sees the blood of Jesus on you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He does. And so this is what you have to know. You have authority. Oh, my gosh. I know I probably said that five times tonight, but or more. <laughs> you got to get this. Okay. Proverbs 4.22 says that the word of God is life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. So you want to be healthy, you get in God's word. You want to have better relationships, you get in God's word, right? Life, life in all of its fullness means victorious in every area of your life. Everything, you're from your spirit, which is made perfect when you're born again, to your physical, to your finances, to your emotions, to everything, 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 everything. Proverbs 4.22 was that scripture. And you know what? That's, that's like a banner scripture. I just, I love it so much. The word of God is life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Flesh can also be a way of thinking, you know, right? It's life. This is your flesh. It's your physical body. It's your emotions. It's you. It's, it's. You're, you're made up of spirit, soul, and body. So the word of God, right? It's going to give, it's already gives life to your spirit, right? But then it's also going to give life and health 
to your emotions and to your physical body because if you're sick in your emotions you're gonna be sick in your physical body it's just it, it just they go together it's just gonna happen but if you can get your mind to agree with your spirit that is perfect you've got to renew your mind so it lines up with your spirit then your physical body will follow suit and that's the way it works that's how you transform you know from from dark to light that's how you transform from sickness to health the Word of God the Word of God the Word of God okay so the other thing is we're, we're just about done because we're, we're just about out of time here but when you renew your mind with the Word of God you're you're gonna be smarter you're gonna walk in wisdom you're gonna know what to do when in the natural you wouldn't know what to do things will come up and God will bring the word to your remembrance and you're like oh that's what I should do right the Word of God will quicken right the Spirit of God will quicken your mortal body and he'll he'll bring scriptures back to your remembrance so you can what the Word of God does is it lights a path for you it lights a path for you oh right your word is a lamp unto my feet it lights the path that I should take that you should take okay Whew, thank you Jesus okay so let's see I just want to kind of look and see because I don't want to forget anything so renewing your mind but you've got to choose to make God's Word the authority in your life so you in other words if you want victory you can't just read the word and go hmm all right I know it says it but get the butt out of the way and say you know what I'm gonna line myself up with this <gasps> that's wisdom that's wisdom okay you you know that the the love chapter in Corinthians right you know love is not jealous love is kind it's not boastful it's it's all these beautiful things right yeah but I don't have that in my marriage line yourself up get lined up with that start honoring that mate of yours and see what happens now I know some of you are saying but you don't know what they do to me they treat me like garbage you be the light start somewhere because now if you're in an abusive relationship I don't believe God would want you there so you need to ask the Lord for wisdom if you need to separate yourself from that situation I'm not telling you to get a separation or get a divorce okay don't mince words what I'm saying is ask the Lord for wisdom okay because sometimes people need to hit bottom before they will repent and see light you know that actually happened to me back in 1999 yeah so in any event um, the stronger you get in God's Word the stronger you're gonna be in every area of your life okay so again you know I had a question that came in that said how do I memorize scripture and what I said is what I suggest is listen to it every day you know if you got to go somewhere and drive audio listen 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 put it on when you're in the house you know um, you know I, I mean I have a few favorite preachers that I listen to I love Andrew Womack Creflo Dollar you know there's a few others um, Todd White is amazing I, I mean I'm just saying you know there there are you don't you don't have to just learn from one person but break open the word bust it open you have to look at it for yourself otherwise you're always going to be riding on someone else's revelation you want God to speak to you now God can speak to you through someone else's you know revelation uh, revealed knowledge right from God but usually God wants to speak to you you could hear something and it could be an answer for you but 
the Holy Spirit is going to give you what you need. Okay, so you need to read the word for yourself and you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, highlight to me what I need to learn here. Show me. And if a scripture jumps off the page to you or when you're listening, you hear something and you're like, okay, that's a light. That's a lamp unto your feet. That's a light that's lighting the path for you. If it jumps out at you, it's for you. Okay, granted, the whole word is for us, but you know what I'm saying? You might be going through something and you need a specific word, you know, from the Lord. And the Lord will speak to you through his word. You know, primarily he could speak to you through someone else. Sometimes it's just a clear thought that comes and it gives you peace and excitement. And then sometimes it could even be where you, you are in the middle of doing something and you hear yourself say something out of your own mouth. That's your own spirit bearing witness with what the Holy Spirit said. And you may need confirmation. Say, Lord, if you're like, Lord, was that me or was that you? Give me a confirmation. He will. He will. Okay. So let's see. Um, you know what I want to do now? I think I've covered everything I wanted to cover tonight. Has this been a blessing for you? If it has, please comment. I, I just, you know, it's so important. <sighs> Because I give these, I, I give this to the Lord. I just ask him when I open my mouth to just fill it. You know, he prepares me, but then, oh, yay. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, but what I want to do right now, and then I'm going to pray for you guys in particular, you know, just overall. But if you are watching right now and you've never made Jesus, you know, the Lord of your life, if you've never asked him to come in and be your savior, you haven't even known how to do that, then I want to do that with you right now. I want you to come into the kingdom of God. And then the next step is going to be you have to renew your mind. Step one, you get saved, you get born again. I really go back and watch that video. It's so powerful on being born again. Again, it's only 10 to 12 minutes and it'll blow your socks off. Man, God is so good. And he gave me such revelation on it that's so simple to understand. Remember, he took your past. You have no past. And the devil's a liar. Go back and watch that video. But if you've never made Jesus, you know, or asked him to be the Lord of your life, but you want him to come in and take residence, then I want you to just pray with me right now. I'm going to lead you just into a simple prayer, but mean it with your whole heart. God knows if you mean it or not. And if you do, you know, your whole life will change but it will change as you choose to renew your mind. Because if you just get saved and then you do nothing, nothing really changes. Then your spirit is constantly conflicted with your mind. Whereas before you were saved, you would probably sin and not even think twice about it, right? But now your spirit and your mind are going to be conflicted. So you want to make sure that you get in God's word so that you can grow in wisdom and in the love of God and just you'll, you know, start toward that victorious life in every area of your life. So just repeat after me and just mean it with your whole heart. Just say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. And remember, this is for those who are not yet born again. I believe that you died on the cross for me and paid for my sins forever. And I believe that God the Father raised you again on the third day. I know you are alive now, Jesus, and that you live forever. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart now 
and change my life forever. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. Jesus, in your holy name I pray. Amen. Wow. Welcome to the family of God. This is amazing. Now, now the next step is it's time to renew your mind. Start listening. You know, get an easy to read Bible like, you know, maybe the New Living Translation. I have that one and I have other ones as well, but that's a great one. The NLT, it's great to um to just start, you know, learning the word of God and then it's good to get the amplified, you know, and different versions so you can look at them. Or now, of course, on your smartphones, you could just download the Bible app as well and in whichever translation you, you'd like. So remember, your spirit has been made perfect, but your mind has to catch up. And that's why so many people in the body of Christ struggle. They really just don't put enough emphasis on renewing their mind daily. You've got to renew your mind daily. So, you know, again, agreement, it's so, so, so important. And you and God are a majority. You know, you don't always need a person to agree with you. I think that's great if someone is a strong believer, but if you don't have anyone around, you and God are a majority. When I got healed of the cyst on my wrist, it was just me and God. I didn't pray with any other person. I just received what God did for me. And that whole testimony is in my um, the healing event that I did back in November. And you can go back and watch that as well. It's actually two parts because we got cut off after 45 minutes. And then so there's a part two to that as well. Very, very powerful, you know. So now I want to just pray for you. And really with what we've talked about tonight, any stronghold, okay, you need to repent for having come into agreement with that way of thinking. And repent, by the way, you know it, it means to change your mind, right? It means to change your mind from the direction that you were going in, and now you choose to go in the direction of God's word and what God says. I am telling you, my friend, that is how you overcome. And as you get in that word, you know, a lot of times people will, like you might repent for it and then you know somebody will pray with you and you're good for a short time but then you sink back into it again why why does that happen it happens because you're not renewing your mind and choosing to let the Word of God be that authority like you read it oh okay I'll do that instead you're like hmm well I know it says this but and then you just kind of put it down right so this is what you have to think about so let's just pray right now if you need to break a stronghold, just repeat after me, and then I'm going to take authority. And you get free. I want you to comment or send your, you know, post your testimonial, whatever it is. People are getting free all the time, you know, as they're being prayed for. But you need to come into agreement with what I'm going to say and mean this with your whole heart. So you can just repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, I repent for having come into agreement with the spirit of fear, rebellion, and any other spirit that opposes Jesus Christ, the Word of God. Lord, I ask you to just wash me clean. I know that you have forgiven me and I receive that forgiveness 
right now in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Now I'm going to take authority, okay? So Heavenly Father, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray for you watching right now, whatever it is that you have, that, that whatever bondage, whatever addiction, whatever sickness, I curse the seed and the root of that thing right now, whatever it is. I don't need to name it, you know, per se, because I don't want people to say, oh, you didn't name this. It doesn't matter. All that matters is in the name of Jesus, I break every bit of bondage, anything that belongs under the curse, it does not belong to you in Jesus' name. And I come, I curse the seed and the root of that thing, and I command it to get off of you right now. Lying symptoms of sickness, any any cancers, you know, I guess I'm gonna name them arthritis, multiple sclerosis in Jesus name you go you get out in Jesus name I command broken bones to come back together I command you to be strong oh father thank you thank you in Jesus Jesus name right now I speak to dementia Alzheimer's I speak to schizophrenia in Jesus name you go you have no authority on this believer who just prayed this prayer of repentance. In Jesus' name, I curse you. I command you, get out right now. In Jesus' name. Somebody with a, a broken wrist, uh, in Jesus' name, you be healed. Carpal tunnel, I curse you right now. I command you, get out right now. I, I just curse all inflammation in your body. I curse pain, and I command it to be gone. Any cysts, tumors, Right now, in Jesus' name, I command them to, I curse the seed and the root of every tumor, every cancer cell, every cyst, and I command them to shrivel up and disintegrate and die right now to nothingness in Jesus' name. I thank you right now, Father. I thank you right now. Wait, I'm just listening. Father, thank you. Diabetes, in Jesus' name, I command you, get out. I speak a new pancreas. I speak a brand new pancreas in Jesus' name. You will not need insulin anymore in Jesus' name. Father, for those who are overweight, who are wanting to lose weight, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would pour your wisdom upon them, Lord. Pour your wisdom upon them and show them to cut out the grains and the sugars and everything inflammatory in Jesus' name. I speak joy. Father, right now, fill them with your spirit, the spirit, your spirit of joy and your peace, Lord Jesus, that gift that you have given them in Jesus' mighty name. I curse the spirit of fear, anxiety, depression, anger. Father, I thank you right now. Those things have to go right now, right now, and you're going to feel it lift in Jesus' name. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're, but now you've got to keep speaking the word. You've got to speak the word. You've got to, if you catch yourself saying anything that doesn't agree with the word, repent for it right away. Say, Lord, I'm sorry that I came into agreement with that and I choose, I choose your word. I thank you, Lord, that you have forgiven me. I receive your forgiveness because remember, he's already forgiven you. He's already forgiven you. Okay, the root, okay, let me just see. Oh, that's good. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for the children of those watching, Lord. 
Father, that spirit of that they that, that that evil spirit that comes through video games, Lord, in Jesus' name right now, I just pray that you would protect the minds of these children, Lord. Protect them, Lord. I, I just curse the enemy right now in Jesus' name, Lord. Parents, read the book of Proverbs to your children one chapter at a time. If you have teenage children that are starting to rebel, speak greatness into them. Tell them, say, listen, you're a mighty man of God. You're a mighty woman of God. Honor them. Honor them anyway because you know what? They're going to rise to the level that you expect of them. So maybe instead of saying, you know, you need to get your act together, da, 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 make it a safe place for them to talk to you and say, you know, I see what you're doing. I'm talking about for teenage kids. Start honoring them and valuing them and say, you know, I see what you're doing. You know, let me just ask, why do you think that's the right thing to do? Be calm. Talk to them. Okay? Just talk to them. Because remember, we were there too once. We didn't always think clearly, right? But by yelling at them or, or you know, they're going to rebel. I know I did, right? You may have too. <laughs> it's only when God got a hold of me. Whoa. You know? And I say, if he can get a hold of me, he can get a hold of anybody. I really and truly mean that. So in any event, I pray that this has been a blessing to you tonight. You know, if it has, feel free to share it. Um, I'm just thinking, children, children, Father, in Jesus' name, protect them, Lord. Protect the children, the teenagers, the young adults, Lord, of the viewer watching, Lord. Oh, Father, ease their hearts. And I just want to share this one last thing with you. When my son started driving, and even to this day, I'll tell you the truth, he sometimes, the enemy brings pictures because, you know, you wish that they were home with you. You wish that you knew where they were, that they were safe, that they weren't out on the road, especially at night or whatever. You know, we're parents, right? We love our kids no matter how old they are. I told my son, you'll be 63, you'll still be my baby. You'll always be my baby. It doesn't matter. And the enemy would bring thoughts of my son mangled in a car wreck. And I'm telling you, I would have to put my hand up and say, no, in Jesus' name, I don't receive that. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. You speak out loud. You can't fight thoughts with thoughts. You fight thoughts out loud with words. Okay? <laughs> we are way over, but I really pray that this has been a blessing to you tonight. Leave your comments because I'm going to go back and read them later. And join me again here next Thursday night. I'm sure I'll have videos through the week for you, um, you know, where you can grab a cup of coffee and just come and join me um, at what I call the Victory Cafe. And, uh, but share this if it's been a blessing. Leave how God has set you free. Comment. Let me know, you know, what God is doing in your life. And um, next week's going to be special too. So I love you in Jesus. I bless you. And if Jesus is your Lord, you're already blessed. So thanks for joining me. Have a wonderful night. And I will see you again real soon. All right. Good night, everybody. God bless you.